Today's chat is brought to you by LootCrate.com. Save 10% on any new subscription at www.lootcrate.com slash FFC. Be sure to enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 102 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 29th, 2017, over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Justin had to take the night off due to a change in schedule, uh, so be sure to send him some snack love over on Twitter at JustinSane0516. And also be sure to let Mel know that we miss her over on Twitter at the Wind of the Stars. She had to work tonight, and she will be out uh, next week as well because she has another convention coming up that she's getting ready for. So we're gonna we promised her that we'd try to have not too much fun, and I know that she was kind of upset at me because I'm gonna I, I mentioned that we might we might discuss some shaders, but. Um, yeah, so be sure to send both of them some love over on Twitter. And then from the depths of the madness-inducing mind naps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and only green-eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. You uh, you looking forward to another another two-person chat tonight? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I miss Justin, though. Yeah, and yeah, now. he's... he's uh, ju- Just an update for those who don't follow Justin's... Um, uh, Twitter humorous attempts at doing update videos on Twitter. Uh, Justin has a tendency to be a talker. I don't know if any of you are surprised by that. And so his Twitter videos kind of run long. Um, but he uh, he is actually I, I, we did get a chance to finally chat with him today. He's been kind of out of touch, uh, as most of you probably over in Discord have noticed. Uh, he is actually kind of rebuilding everything on the house that they just moved into. So bear, give him give him some patience on that. He's. He's doing a lot of work um, to get that all ship shape, basically. And then, uh, given where he is, he doesn't have internet. <laughs> so, so on top of all that, he's he's um, he's trying to figure out the internet situation and get. He, he has told me repeatedly, he's like, I really need to get back on here. So, and I was like, Yeah, you do, because you know, you just do. That's your job. Mm-hmm. To get back here, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, be sure be sure to give him and Mel some some love over on Twitter. I know both of them really wanted to to be here and work work has ramped up. I know for me it's been rather crazy. Green, I I think you are yeah. you're in the same boat over there. It's been it's been intense. Life has caught up to a lot of us in a lot of ways, and coping with it has been interesting lately. Yeah, work work always gets in the way. Everyone, anyone yeah. notice that? It's uh-huh. just always in the like, way. Not having enough time to play this video game that we Vig- have. Video game, yeah. You know, you have you get you have a job so that you can buy video games, but then you mm-hmm. can't play the video games because you have a job. Exactly. Which, it's like guys. <laughs> it's just okay. Chat wants to send Justin some oranges this week because Justin's hey, favorite color is orange. Oh gosh. It is like if anybody can find an orange snake to send Justin, that would be perfect. <laughs> Challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh man. 
All right. Well, hey, let's run through the intro real quick. We haven't actually we actually have a pretty full one this week, and I'm I'm actually really kind of excited. Uh, the research for this was even though it's just going to be a, a introductory look, um, there's some really cool trivia that I'm I'm kind of really excited to. And I know Green, you have some some good research that you you had been putting in there. Scannables, guys. All the scannables. All right. So let's run through the intro, and then we'll jump right in. The topic of today's chat is going to be a look at the new worlds we have been introduced to in Destiny 2. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. Our journey here has shown us many marvels. From the depths of the moon to the dizzying heights of Mercury, we have explored much. Yet there is so much more to see. Oceans of methane... Trees of beautiful coloring and spires of living metal daring us to climb their heights. These worlds beg us to explore them, to learn the secrets hidden in the multitude of long-lost sectors and defended by creatures that are as uniquely alien as they are powerful. There are realms of shadow within which creatures of darkness shelter from the light. Others serve as bastions against the monsters of the night for those who survived the last city's fall, disconnected from each other, until we returned, until we brought the light back and shone upon these regions a hope for a new home, a new city. These are the worlds we are called to explore. These worlds will and sharing their secrets teach us the new laws which we are beholden to in this new age thrust upon us. Laws which will allow us to refocus the light and rise as new legends. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we got to hear our first impressions of Destiny 2. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out the new www.focusedfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internet, and a growing collection of community articles. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing as well as helping us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, We get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian 1, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny 1, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat's going to be a discussion on the evolution of light within the Destiny series. Be sure to weigh in on the poll this weekend to let us know what topic y'all are wanting to dig into after that. Links to that poll can be found on either Twitter or within our Discord server. 
With all that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had about the worlds of Destiny 2. Lorebot, let's go. Lorebot 2.0 activated. Query received. Interfacing with expanded database directory. Response received. Displaying on screen for review. I don't, I don't, do, do we say thanks, Randy? Or like, <laughs> like, how, how do I, I don't know, we upgraded Lorebot, by the way, because we had to, uh, well, because we don't have Grimoire. <laughs> Let's just Lorebot be honest. is just, Lorebot is awesome. He deserved an upgrade. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it was, it was, it's, it's about time that he got, he got some new things. So, but yeah, so, uh, for, for the intro, I guess the, the best way to kind of summarize what I was thinking to do for this episode is really to kind of run through a summary view and like an introductory view of each, uh, what's called regions. Um, so there's, there's, uh, for those who had, uh, gotten the, I think it's the prime prima prima guide, um, prima. you'll notice Prima. Is it Prima? It always feels weird calling it a Prima because like I want to say, that's exactly what I was about to say. Cause I feel like I should add a Donna at the end of that name. <laughs> but, um, for those who have the Prima guide, you'll, you'll probably recognize these terms for those who don't. I really do like the terminology that Prima uses. And that is the difference between, uh, regions and sectors, uh, sectors is something that I think everyone kind of knows about, but Prima kind of, and I, I guess this might probably technically be the actual terminology, but I just have only seen it in Prima so far, but, um, they identify the worlds. So you have like earth, Titan, IO, Nessus, uh, and all those, those are identified as regions. And then there, there are sectors within those regions. So what, what we'll do is we're going to break it into regions. I, there are close to over or there is over a hundred no close to a hundred sectors so i'm not i'm not gonna probably think we're gonna get too far into the sectors but definitely touch the regions and i figure we'll just hit them in the same order that you hit them in the campaign i think is the the kind of the natural progression that we could go through for that um which would start us off with the edz also known as which I remember the the episode that I could not for the life of me um, remember the EDZ, what that meant. It's the European Dead Zone. Um, and Green, do you want to you kind of start with the summary that we kind of got? Do you want to do the Prima Guide or do you want to do the, the, uh, the summary that actually is from Bungie's uh, website? Which one do you well, think we should start with? Let's start with Bungie, since that's where it comes from, and then kind of go into what Prima thought about it, which I know is somewhat handed over by Bungie, like they hand over the information, but Mm -hmm. it's still a tiny bit different. It's a variant on things. So from Bungie itself, it says the European dead zone was ground zero for a cataclysmic event that left a massive shard of the Traveler, the source of every Guardian's power and immortality, embedded into the vast landscape for years only wild vegetation and the remains of an abandoned city were evidence of our forgotten past now 
the Red Legion are using the European Dead Zone as a staging ground for their war machine. And then, oh yeah, go for it, go for it. I mean, which is a pretty basic upfront. It kind of brings up the point that you forget about is the fact that it actually is really near a cityscape. It's just the old city of, well, where Trostland and I don't even know what that city is technically called because it's not named. Yeah, I don't think I think I mean, you're talking about like the I just know it as Trostland. Are you talking about the uh, the uh, blah, 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 the um... Dark Forest? That city. Well, the dark, That's... Is it a city there? There's a there's a, a city of, in like, the intro, like the the. Um... There's a wall. Well, like right immediately. Oh, I guess that's true. It might just be the entrance to the wall that you kind of run through. But there's like the buildings right there that you kind of that you run through. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, yeah, and I know there's. I know that as as usual, I, as anyone who has played Destiny One is probably not surprised to find out there is a large debate about where it actually is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> as always. So I think. <laughs> I know, I know the kind of the generally accepted, and I'm going to emphasize the word generally because there's going to be people who disagree, disagree. Is that it is somewhere in guess what Europe? You know, just from the name, um, I think it's like generally kind of viewed as like in the area of Switzerland or Germany mm-hmm. um, is where that is like the the ballpark area, um, which actually is. Uh, it it actually brings up an interesting argument that I've I've seen actually over on Twitter a bit is, um, my uh, not Maya's um, Hawthorne's yes line? Hawthorne's Hawthorne's oh, line about okay. flying across the sea to help the city. It's like wait what that drove me crazy. Like I mean which I don't know it, but, that cracked me uh, up though. I had a conversation about this with one of the guys in Discord, and what he brought up is the fact that if part of the EDZ takes place over in, like, the British Isles, technically the channel is still part of the ocean. So you yes, yeah, and, I, and, and also technically the Mediterranean is a sea as well. So if it's – if depending on the angle, if you flew over – like, I mean, there's there's – there are bodies of water that could be considered sea, but I just love yeah. that they're like, wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yep. But real quick, from the Prima guide, as as Green has instructed me to to say this now, um, I just want to call it the Prima Donna guide. Now is really it's what fine. I we okay. Prima Donna, the Prima Donna guide. I, I mean, I do have the Bife version. I do too. Okay, well, I think you know, we Bife. Call it Prima Donna. I think that Bife kind of bribed everyone in the prima donna company and that's the only version out there but anyways from that guide they said that what they have to say about the european dead zone and by the way if you guys if you guys have not at least give it a a glance over um because there is actually some really cool cool little lore snippets there's not a lot it's it's a very tactical i mean as as should be expected with a a game guide it's a very tactical analysis of the game but there are little lore snippets that are kind of buried within it that is pretty cool um so prim the in the prima donna guide they say after the destruction of the last city the survivors of humanity fled to the forest and caves in order to recover keen to crush 
quash any possible insurrection, Dominus Gaul has established a sprawling base of operations on the western side of this region, away from the pre-Golden Age structures and old settlements that dot the landscape. Hidden away within the woods are remain, remains of the Traveler's Might, shards that help restore a Guardian's power. Other enemies also fight for dominance. Expect incursions of Fallen throughout the region and the odd, and terrifying, appearance of the Taken from time to time. So, <clears throat> yes. That's, that's, I, I think, I mean, that, I, they actually, between the two of them, I think, do a pretty good job with EDZ intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. It's one of the ma- most massive maps we've ever gotten. And I think yes. it is the largest map. Even if you include the SIVA expansion from D1 into, uh, now I can't even remember the name of that area. The Cosmodrome. There we go. Plaguelands and the Cosmodrome put together. This yeah. one's still bigger than it. Yes, I think. I, I, all the different regions. I want to say they said it was like two or three times the size. It's so much fun. And it's a pain in the butt to go find all the scannables, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. Which, uh, you know, not to not to <laughs> ring kick the dead horse on this one, but the Prima Donna guide has a guide for that as well. Um, <laughs> I feel like one. I feel like I, I should not be getting like, I, um, yeah, that's true. It, it does. It's, what it does, though, is it does give you a checklist, which I find mm-hmm. I find it very helpful, though. Um, I don't know if you notice the screen it doesn't have the tower. Uh, it doesn't have the tower and it actually is wrong on two yeah. of the regions they have uh they have one extra on one of them and two less than they should on another i was yeah, like I, I was like guys i spent 45 minutes trying to trigger one of them it's like wait wait this is the picture <laughs> i'm lined up exactly i like left the planet and came back nope change characters come back nope it's only it's only for new players who are playing an exo that has played less than 25 hours and has finished the campaign on uh legendary oh wait that's halo never mind um but so let's let's get into a little bit of a um a little bit deeper dive into here and with the EDZ, what one of the things that I actually would really hard really suggest is check out Ishtar Collective. Um, they have been doing an amazing job. A huge shout out to them and to our own Gunter team, who have been really helping with the transcriptions of all that stuff. And uh, I know Rhino has been retrofitting his site with a lot of the weapon database and kind of connections there. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the really cool kind of uh i guess delivery systems for some from nice little trivia bits is actually in the treasure maps now where i'm going to talk about these on each of these regions because each region basically has 15 treasure maps that currently that we have access to via the api um and through them you it, there's not like a huge amount of information in there but it's all Cade perspective which is just amazing to begin with um okay. Like, for instance, for the EDZ maps, we learned a couple of really fun little facts. First off, we get nicknames, in-world in, in nicknames for the different enemies, one of which Fallen are actually called Spider Pilots, or Spider spider Pirates, according to Cade. Cade also... They don't like it. They, no, they do. And, but it's it's just like, I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that... And, and then he... Uh, 
He uh, then also refers to the cabal as space rhinos or just rhinos. Um, And uh, then we also learn that before he was brought into the fold of the Vanguard, Cade actually was very, very familiar with and was at home with most of the dead zones. He actually spent he he actually spent quite a bit of time in dead zones before the Vanguard kind of brought him in. Um, and then also this is, should be no surprise to any of you from destiny one Cade likes gambling. And one of the people that he gambles with is Marcus Wren, which is a name that most of you might be familiar with from the introduction to Sparrow racing. Marcus Wren was one of the more infamous individuals with the sparrow racing league or srl uh and we actually saw marcus uh we've we've seen marcus throughout the uh grimoire in destiny one a little bit but this is another nod to that he might still be around uh, as far as we know um we do know that he was involved with the cleanup post siva from the ghost fragment fallen six card and um but yeah, so that was an interesting little thing. He he apparently won a bet with Ren, and that's one of the caches that you you go collect via the treasure maps. And then I know Green, you wanted you had a bit of um, the shard piece that you wanted to kind of mention, right? I mean, well, I'm sure we're going to get into this, especially next week when we get into the episode about the evolution of light in the world. But this one, this one scannable from the EDZ kind of just sums up how it's a, everything's a little bit wonky. There's still some kind of energy in this shard, but different from what we use. I still don't understand how the corruption and the traveler's power can coexist so strong, but I guess there's a lot we don't understand. And I think that that's definitely a good sum up for what the EDC represents mm-hmm. that yes, it's familiar because yes, we had the chart of the traveler, which is familiar to us because we used the traveler all last game, but this is a whole new realm. This is a whole new era for us. It's there's no real city. We're not even in the tower at this point. We're on the wall and things are going to be different. There's going to be a lot more to learn. Anyway, that's my yeah just no, crazy. and then on top of that, uh, we actually got a little bit of a nod to this idea from the concept art. Uh, I believe it was uh, Dort. I think it's Dorja Bellbrook. Uh, I can't. I, don't, I might be mispronouncing his first name, but th- it, it, this guy's artwork is just mm-hmm. amazing. If you don't know who this is, uh, it's D O R J E Bellbrook is B E L L. Uh, B R O O K. You need to look up his work. Most of most of the really kind of well recognized concept art from Destiny, probably it's, it's a good chance that he's he's the one that created it. Um, but he actually had a concept art for some of the Dark Forest, and one of the things that he explained was he said that the idea was that the water was corrupted with energy from the shard of the Traveler, and it's actually causing the trees to blister and bend away. So that's where you get that kind of that that creepy look from the dark forest. Um, so in and, and that's you know that's kind of straight from the horse's mouth on a person who kind of did the uh, <laughs> did the concept art for for some of these areas. 
So, I mean, <clears throat> there's there's some really cool little trivia there. Um, let's see. Subclass, I know we mentioned the subclass. We'll definitely be talking about those more in detail next week. Um, let's see. We... The mind map for this episode is actually quite huge. We're really kind of picking and choosing for it because mm-hmm. we expanded on a lot of the different things, like the, all the different areas, the items, the map, the items that you get, the scanimals are in there, the different adventures and quest lines. I mean, yeah, this, we, I, I'm pretty pleased with this map actually. Yeah, I, I think keep... this map is one of the better utilized out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I think they do a really good job of tying all the different quests and missions and adventures into it, which is nice. But... Yeah, the only thing that I think, before we jump to um, Titan, the only thing that I really would like to talk about, um, I, I did, like I said, I, I got... I mentioned to Mel that we would be doing a little bit of a shader discussion, but since Mel's not here, I don't want to do a full costume analysis. But mm-hmm. I do want to mention the each region has a designated set of items, whether that's resource, the treasure maps. But part of that is also with the new shader system, we do have actually uh, region-based shaders. Um, and then also, <clears throat> excuse me, also there are uh, region-based armor sets. So the shaders for the for the European Dead Zone are the Dead Zone Bark and the Dead Zone Foliage. Uh, both of those obviously are pretty earthy. Uh, they're kind of the green brown or mostly green because of they're the moss. Camo. But they're all they're yeah. Camo. I was about to say they're all camo. They're they're always going to be camouflage, and that's that's really not a surprise for for this particular region because that's kind of what they're doing is they're hiding. Um, the armor set itself is the wildwood. It is the name set. There is also there is so there's always going to be like a name set, and then there's a like a generic legendary set. Um, this one's the European Dead Zone armor. I know it's really imaginative, um, but mm-hmm. the wildwood armor is that kind of that bulky armor that a lot of us have seen in the uh, the intro videos. The Titan has that really thick helmet. Um, and I mean the flavor text. I have it linked all in the mind map for those who who really want to get to it. Um, it's most of most of the quotes are going to be from Devrim. Actually, I think all of them are from Devrim. Um, and then one of the class item is actually going to tie back into one of the entries, which is the new terminology for our our lore tabs. Uh, Ishtar is kind of calling those entries and I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with it because I think that actually makes a lot of sense as well. So lore entries, um, that is going to be the wildwood summary is actually a lore entry. Uh, and it's, it's really just, you know, kind of a conversation between, I believe this one's a conversation between Devram and our guardian and kind of talking about Hawthorne and stuff like that. So there's there's a really a lot of kind of cool little conversations. It's you know again, as you've se- as we've seen with Destiny Two, there's a really strong push to kind of uh, realize uh, the characters and make them 3D and make them kind of more human, which is which is an inner. I, I really like it. But uh, Green, if you do, you have anything else on this one, or do you want to jump into? Titan. Let's talk about the mentors a little bit. Okay. I guess yeah. Not really mentors for each region, just our contact for each region. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The main, the main vendor. 
Uh-huh, because I think that each of them are very telling for their landscape. That's a fair that point. That's a fair point. Um, Devrim is a former city militiaman. Yes. Who, which now we know that the city actually had militia that was not guardians. And I don't know if we knew that before. We kind of had, well, it, it's, I think it, I, I always kind of took it more as an a, uh, official acknowledgement of what a lot of us assumed with like the mm-hmm. forces of the city and all that. They, they are still around. You actually see forces of the city in the, in the, it's not the tower. What is this? Is it, it's technically the tower, but it's not the tower, the wall, the new social yeah, space. It's, it's called the tower still, even yeah. though we're on the wall. But um, you actually see some forces of the city walking around. Uh, those are the humans with guns who are going to talk about uh, smugglers. There's a lot of smuggling going on in Destiny 2. Um, but yeah, yeah, we 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 assumed that there was militia and a police force. And so this is kind of, I always just kind of took it as this is the, the official nod that, yes, that is actually what's going on. Right. So he's our main contact there. He kind of walks us through uh, teaching us about scannables first off and then walking us through some of the different adventures. He's very cheeky and I've have yet to actually had any tea. I, I was about to say he keeps he's kind of a jerk keeps, on that. Yeah. He front. keeps mentioning that he doesn't have tea. I want coffee from him at this point. He owes me coffee. Yeah. <laughs> as, as often as you had to run back to him. But yeah, he's at the top of the church. He's a sniper, and a, according to Hawthorne, a pretty darn good one. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, he is also, I think, the only vendor who interacts with you. Like he has a line in one of the scannables, and I think that's really only the first one because he talks about finding more scannables later. And I think that's the only one that is not just oh. those. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- think i'd have to go back through another one i have to go back through because yeah you're talking about the very that very 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 first one when he's kind of like running you through everything Uh uh-huh and you scan the fallen uh banner that's in the church that's the only one that i think that has two lines yeah, I can't. I I want to say I have a feeling that there's another one, but I can't remember it now that I'm now that you said that. I was like, "There's a oh wait, I can't remember it. I'm gonna have to go it, back and." It look might be them. on IO. I haven't finished IO yet, as far as grabbing all the scannables. So, might be. Don't know. But that's the vendor, and the resource we get is dusk light. Which is dusk light? Literally, just a piece of the traveler, like the little shard of the. Tra- I, I kind of get the feeling that like the dust light, um, there is one I, I got, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, there is a scannable that is a dust light. Um, and I think couple. that was, yeah, there, but I think that's the one that you were reading. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of like, I kind of took it as like, uh, not like a direct piece of the traveler, but like something that's kind of like, um, I don't know of it. Not well. Yeah, kind of like it's like um, you know. Oh man, I don't even know the word for it. But like, you know how like when you have water in you, like you let it air dry, and it's that calcification that's left over. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I, I kind of get. The dust light is like that that crystallization of that energy source, right. that energy, and it's like 
it is the it is, but it's it's not. Like it is, but it's not. And I kind of always got that feeling from the dust light. Um, a lot of the different resources feel that way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, well, and uh, the one that's literally on Titan is literally just the the. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. Well, I was about to say because the Titan one, and then um, Nessus? is is it Datalatus? Is that the Datalatus. Nessus one? Datalatus. That one, yeah, that one is literally leftover. <laughs> it's it is leftover stuff. So yeah, I mm-hmm. I kind of get that feeling from. You're right. I do get the feeling from all the resources. Now that you say that, now that I'm thinking about it, um, it's kind of like the the residual uh, energy that's just kind of been sitting there or has been kind of growing there. And I, for the dead zone, that's kind of the other thing is like everything in the dead zones explained as kind of like, it just, it grows on you. Literally. <laughs> I love, I love that quote from Devra. He's like, no, no, literally the moss, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's like sand. <laughs> it's so, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I took, that's what I kind of, in my head, I kind of see the dust light as, um, just because it's got that crystalline structure and it's kind of, you know, most of the dust light that I've found has been near water is just kind mm-hmm. of, for me at least, I don't know if that's intentional on their part or if it's just the way I run through maps. So it's always been kind of around water. Um, man, <laughs> take that with what you will. So, but yeah, talking, talking about water, but not water. You want, to, you want to jump over to the methane bubble? Oh, I see. I've been really excited about this one because this means I get to study kind of planet planet type things. And I, I really enjoy studying like the solar system because I'm a geek like that. But yeah, we're going to head over to Titan. The moon of Saturn that is literally made up of methane. Now, granted... In the game, it makes it look like the whole planet is methane. In real life, it's like lakes of methane, not oceans that are completely encompassing. This is but, this is not a water world. No, it is not. Although there is no Ke- is really- there is no Kevin Costner running uh-huh. around with giant fish. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do like the uh the bit on the nose that Bungie had with Titan where their vendor is a Titan, so the Titan is on the is on Titan. That made right. me, that makes me giggle. And Sloan is one of the more cheeky of the Titans oh, that Sloan's I've ever heard, amazing. So. Um, All right, so you wanna jump on the bun the... you wanna do the bungee one? And then I'll yeah, do let's... the prima donna. Yep, we'll do the prima donna guide second. So Bungie says, the great monuments of mankind's utopian golden age lie toppled or half submerged within the rolling ocean that blankets the entire surface of Titan. All that remains is a flotilla of construction barges and a lone human habitat that serves as a perfect hiding place for some of humanity's scattered forces and something far more sinister below. Dun, dun, dun. The da, thing da, da, da. that everybody's been talking about. Oh, gosh. And if you haven't seen any of the probably oh, 14, man. 15 different lore videos that have been made <laughs> on it at this point. Not, that's not even just all Bife and Mylan. Normally those two, but like Beard has gone and done it and everybody's doing one. Everybody's oh. doing a, 
lore video on this. And even some of them have done multiples. I think Mylan's done two different videos. Yeah, I think they. I know. I (sighs) I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, man, I don't know. I know one one of them them did. Yeah, one of them's done Mm -hmm. it. All right. So from the Prima Donna guide, um, orbiting the planet of Saturn and nearly 50% larger than the Earth's moon, this planetoid has been colonized somewhat. The choppy methane oceans have been harvested despite the inclement weather conditions, including almost continuous violent storms. Currently, the shipyard is in disrepair with fallen incursions, but a prelude to the real threats aboard the methane rig platforms and an arcology arcology facility that was once a luxury resident residential complex. The hive are here, and they have clawed deep into this place, secreted their nests around the rusting platforms and chambers, and turned this remote outpost into a festering hellhole. Mm-hmm. And an experimental sure. and an experimental breeding ground, much to our ghosts, uh, most much to our ghosts' enjoyment. Those <laughs> things, they breathe. Those <laughs> things breathe. That's creepy. I just love his reaction every time it talks about the hive experimenting with breeding. He's like, ugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <It's> like, yes. <laughs> Between uh, yeah. between that and failsafe, we have a very, very, very frustrated ghost this game around. Yes, we do. A frustrated and <clears throat> utterly disgusted half the time ghost. <laughs> Man, dear Lord. I mean, Titan is an interesting one in a lot of different ways. Right. There's just the different regions. It's... Uh, exclusively fallen and hive there's no cabal on titan correct i don't even i don't remember there's some taken in some missions in missions there's isn't there there is yes there's some taken i want to say i don't know i don't remember if there's any taken on the patrol though i don't think i've run into taken on patrol i think so it's mostly hive in one region and then fall in the other. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think even in missions, there's any cabal. Are there? No, there's no cabal on there at all. Um, um real quick. We, you could see that in the Prima guide because they have that breakdown for you. Mm-hmm. God, I feel like we should be getting kickbacks. Um, I know. <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Um, so the treasure maps for this one, again, we get 15, uh, and they are all over on Ishtar, but we learned that Cade actually has, Cade has a bit of a history with Titan. He uses Titan to frequently as a rest stop on his many trips back out to the reef, which apparently he made a lot of. Um, and then here's, here's an interesting one. Cade's got security clearance to all of Arcology on Titan. Mm-hmm. So all the Arcologies, Cade just walks in. Like he doesn't have to unlock things. Um he doesn't have to find alternative routes. All the systems recognize him as having security clearance to go anywhere that he wants. Uh, which is if, interesting. Which is very interesting combined with the growing theory of his connection to Bray. Like, mm-hmm. we already knew that he was kind of connected to Bray. Now there's a lot of kind of murmuring about what exactly that connection could be. Um, now, 
to Cade's perspective, because remember, Cade was resurrected and he doesn't have really any memories of his previous life. Um, he attributes this to the Exos having it, quote, made back in the Golden Age, <laughs> end quote. So um, not really Cade, but good, good try. Uh Though, and again, I made a comment here, though recent theories of his more intimate connection to Bray could also be part of the explanation. So, again, we know that, um, and then we know through the the um, uh, Lost Pacific armor set, which is going to kind of segue into Green's point here in a second, but the Lost Pacific armor set actually calls out the uh, the issue of having issues with Clovis Bray itself. Uh, with the lore entry, Lost Pacific, you actually hear from a Dr. Shanice Pell. And this is an individual who is talking to their significant other. Um, and he or she is speaking about Ishtar Collective's endless audits and Clovis Bray's network protocols uh, and how they have kind of slipped under the radar in a way to get out to Titan to to start building basically um, something that will hopefully challenge the traveler at its own game. Um, so which actually kind of points to that anomaly that's below the surface might not be anything that we've seen before because mm-hmm. the Lost Pacific team was actually trying to figure out a way to do what the traveler was doing without the traveler's involvement. So they were looking at creating something. Um, We also kind of have an anomaly in Titan or around Titan in space. Uh, If you look at the lost Pacific there, that is the, the old, the old emblem of the space shuttle that kind of looks like the Apollo space shuttle. Um, And we hear from the lost Pacific flavor text that uh, Dr. Pell's, Again, significant other. I don't know if it's a, a male or a female, um, but their daughters are missing him or her, and Pell is in search for for them. Um, and they have sent out probes, and then something went wrong, basically. And Pell actually one of the closing comments that Pell has, and I believe it's on the leg armor so that's the yeah the lost pacific legs he says or they say this research has to get out even if i don't people have to know what this anomaly is um and so and it is an anomaly in space because they sent a deep space probe towards it um so there's there's a lot of mysteries that are going on on titan that aren't just on titan but actually around that area in space but green, I know you had you had some comments on Titan as well that you wanted to to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the scannables on Titan, Titan scannables are actually mostly about Titan and like the history of Titan, which is kind of cool. A lot of the other scannables don't have that same kind of topic, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them says that the gravity on Titan is one point three five two meters per second squared. Um, except for the one spot where you find it, which is the very first scannable that you can find if you're doing it in order of missions. It's floating rocks. And oh, yeah. where have we seen floating rocks? I mean, if you look up. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the Vex have There's, them too, technically. Yeah. Everybody seems to have them. The Hive have them. The Vex it's how, have I them. mean, it's, it's the, what the cool kids have now. I mean, just 
if you don't that's have a floating why Gaul was so angry he, <laughs> he didn't have he, <laughs> not only not only did he not have any toys he didn't have any of the new toys <laughs> uh, um, some of the other things from the different scannables talks about people logging in and that there's a, an emergency and they didn't quite they weren't able to log out so there's like an emergency that happened that possibly wiped everybody out on Titan. There's the scannable about the thing that's below. And it talks about that one. Where is that scannable? I put it on here. I swear I did. Uh, it says the system is system used to detect underwater vessels looking to dock here at the mm-hmm. shipyard. That's strange that it still works and it's picking up something, something below us and very, very big. Mm-hmm. There's also one of my favorite scannables talking about the different types of plants that they had on Titan mm-hmm. that they were producing. Uh, they had, where is it? I am having a hard time finding the things that I put on here. I like the pineapple one. Uh-huh. That's the one I'm talking about. It's like, okay. okay. It's like, what a weird idea for a fruit. <laughs> And that's the, literally the only fruit that we have that is on the list. Everything else is a made-up one. Like somebody just like this is a really funny name. Pineapple a pom, is a, funny a palm name. fig. Gonna, a palm fig. Yes. Uh, what was it? Kiwi palm cucumber. fig, kiwi cucumbers, and then twelve tons of pineapples. Pine apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, you guys have a good sense of humor. I like you. I oh, like you. Man. The different jingles. Okay. <laughs> I, not to be like totally throwback to some of our older episodes, but when I heard the jingles, I got really excited because it reminded me of when I did the the call for the summary that sounded like a jingle for Columbus oh, God. Gray. <laughs> like, yay, more material. Well, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, but again, a connection here is, I mean, think about, think about Titan. Uh, it is connected to the Clovis Bray network, so it, it makes is. sense that they would have these kind of weird jingles. Like, what was the one? Uh, New Pacific Arcology, the next frontier is you. <laughs> New Pacific Arcology, the next frontier is you. I mean, it's something like that. It's like, yes, 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 yes. And the fact that Ghost sings it, it's like, okay, yes, happiness. Happiness is listening to Ghost sing a jingle. Oh, the one scannable, though? There's another location mentioned in one of the scannables. Hyperion. Mm-hmm. Which I haven't seen a whole lot of people talk about. And that's an impossible colony out here? Yes. It's also a, a company in Borderlands. Yes, a very, very annoying company. <laughs> what? No, they're not that bad. They are. They need to go away. <laughs> Oh, handsome Jack. Anyway. (laughs) So many inappropriate sound clips. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I I almost quoted one of them. I know. I was like, I was was like, nope, nope. Censor. Censor. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. And the other, the other really cool trivia item, and this is, this is a slight, slight spoiler if you haven't figured, if you haven't played this mission yet, but there is a mission on Titan that actually Based on your actions during that mission, 
there is an alternative ending that mm-hmm. yes there there is a really cool alternative ending that um Myland, I'm I'm gonna give a big shout out to Myland for doing the video on this one because I liked I liked the way that his his video was done on it. Um, he really kind of points out the the implications of this particular. I don't I don't want to spoil it for people, it's, but it's really cool. It's, it's really if you want if you want enemy of my or is it enemy of my enemy? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the particular the mission. The mission. Um, and if you if you want to know what I'm talking about, go look up Myland's video for it. Uh, just, just a heads up though. It is kind of a spoiler if you haven't finished that particular mission. Um, so, but yeah, that, that is for me, one of the cool little trivia tidbits that I've, I've seen so far is that Mm -hmm. particular, the particular, particularly the implications of what that is kind of showing. Um, did you, uh, okay. Did you mess it up or did you actually, I haven't played it yet. Oh, see, I messed it up because I I'm trigger happy. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't seen it yet because I haven't gotten to that point in any of my other characters. So now that I know it's a thing, I'm going to do it the right way instead of being me. Oh man. Well, and let's jump, let's see. Let's jump to you want to jump to Nessus real quick? The Centaur people? Yeah. The yeah. horse people? Yes. <laughs> Were we invaded by horse people? Oh, Nessus. <laughs> you want to you want to grab the bungees? Yeah. All right, perfect. Bungee talks about it and he, they say lush with giant twisted trees, deep caverns, waterfalls and silver swamps. The origin of this planetoid remains unknown. What is clear is that the Vex have nearly transformed the entire planetoid into a machine world, above and below the surface. For those guardians willing to brave the the dangers and explore the myriad of mysteries, treasures beyond the imagination await. Ah. Oh. Nessus. I've spent more time on Nessus than any other. I'm waiting to find the horse people. (laughs) So, so from the prima donna, a minor centaur planet changed into a machine planetoid by the Vex. The Red Legion have recently landed on this world ostensibly to start an impressively large strip mining operation. Vex entities were subsequently awoken to this invasion, and the region is now overrun with Vex forces who are adeptly battling the remnants of the Cabal and some ragtag fallen exploratory forces also on the world. Nessus would be strange and wonderful to explore, with breathtaking block-like architecture, massive lakes of white fluid, and grand vistas. There are interior sectors that offer a glimpse into the very core of this planet, but the architecture is swarming with Vex. The water is deadly Redilorian fluid, and the Grand Vistas lead to deadly drops. Can we first talk about the mission that you have? My cotton socks. Oh my god. (laughs) I never laughed so hard (laughs) as when I saw him stuck. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, you kind of deserve that. You totally deserve that. 
Okay. I don't think we need to worry about spoilers for that one. Cause that's campaign. And if they haven't finished it at this point, it's the best. It's one of the best missions because the banter between him and fails. And she keeps bringing it up. Like the Cade unit, the Cade unit has broken this. (laughs) Your designation is to fix anything. The Cade unit does. (laughs) Oh God. The captain. Oh, so so many good lines. The uh, best the best part about it too is that failsafe's not the only one who keeps bringing it up because if you do patrols on Nessus, Cade is constantly trying to prove failsafe wrong. Like mm-hmm. half half of the resource patrols, like where you have to, or the collection patrols where you have to kill I or kill fallen. At least mm-hmm. they're like he's like yeah, failsafe says that there's nothing use. Let's show her how wrong she is. <laughs> it's like, Oh my god, there's like a banter between the two of them just going on the entire time. It's oh. like she's an AI. Why are you arguing with AI? Because I mean technically he's an AI. In a no, in a really weird way. Sort of. Sort of. He's still got okay, consciousness. We're not gonna talk about that. Um Not yet. I do there is that it will be on IO actually. There's there's a yeah. there is a scannable that does talk about or I think it's on IO. I think it's one of the treasure maps. Treasure maps, I probably. Oh, do I not have it on here? I don't know. Uh, I don't have it on my map yet, as far as the scannable map, because I've only gotten the first nine I don't. scannables on IO. No, there, there is, there is a. Um, it might not be a treasure map. It might be a scannable. But um, it's it's a conversation basically that Kate has that that basically confirms that they have none of the organic the original organic co- uh, composition of their bodies. Right. Exos exos don't have anything um, because Kate basically says you know uh, it was something it was someone insulting him and he uh, or no it was it was Io it was Io uh, because it's the it's the um, it's the argument between him and Eris, the the treasure map that has the argument between him and Eris. That yeah, so there, that is on IO. I'll get to that, but yeah, he he basically confirms that piece of piece of exo lore. Oh yes, and uh, just the th- different areas. Exodus Black. I'm sure we're gonna do a whole on Exodus Black because there's a lot there too. Mm-hmm. The the uh, trivia for that for this region is is Exodus Black's journey. Um. There is so much that went wrong with Exodus Black mm-hmm. that we don't know. And we know that the captain and crew apparently were really good at what they did uh, because they survived. I mean, they, they the entire thing. Well, no, I mean, right, right, right. But I mean, the entire what I meant is the crash course that they had mm-hmm. to plot to mm-hmm. Nessus. Because uh, he was talking about like the four the fourfold calculations having to be done into sixfold, and like they had to recalculate based on space time slippage and like just like you know, it's just the 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 guy who was doing the piloting was just I was like I'm like the fact that he was able to calculate all that you know was pretty impressive, um, right. and then yeah then yes they they survived for a little bit. <laughs> for a little bit right. but that's such a sad little mission oh yeah the uh um 
finding the captain. Uh, What is that one called? The captain, my captain. There's two different ones. Yeah, no, but it's the second one, isn't it? It's the, it's like simulation of grief or something. Mm, That one's a good one too. It's just, so some of the other things that you have to remember is that the team that flew Exodus black, they were pre collapse. They were leaving as the collapse was going to happen essentially. And we don't know why Exodus black crashed there. We know that they weren't intending to go to Nessus. I kind of got, yeah, I kind of got the feeling that that is why it crashed was like the collapse. No, well, no, no, no. That like Nessus. Cause I got the feeling that Nessus kind of like jumped out of nowhere because they said, uh, in, um, so in the, in the armor set for Nessus, which is the Exodus black armor set, um, it's the uh, the helmet is freaking hilarious, by the way. Um, so, like they they basically so the Cosmodrome had calculated like the orbit of Nessus. This it's seven zero six six Nessus, um, mm-hmm. which is the moon the name the name of the moon, um, and it's basically it's like look guys uh, the Cosmodrome was wrong. A Nessus isn't where it's supposed to be, which is its own first. That's a problem in and of itself because that is problematic for a lot of different reasons. But so it's like uh, the flight officer is saying, Captain, the orbit of 7066 Nessus is different from what the Cosmodrome calculated. Then if you jump up to the body armor, it says adjust course two degrees. It's a long way to Kepler 186. We don't have time to tour Nessus. And then going back down to the leg piece, he says, oh, well, we might be stopping at Nessus. After all, we just lost the starboard engine. So something something went ha- like something happened there. Um, right. And then if you look at the entry uh, for it, which is the Exodus down entry, you actually get a uh, logbook entry. Star date, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got a very Star Trek feel from this, except he doesn't have the star date. Um he is it's it's actually from the captain and this is where he kind of talks about like you know the orbital momentum uh was somehow folded into six extra dimensions that basically put them on a crash course to nessus so like it was it was something wonky with the time uh time because then he kind of goes on and he's like past and future are up and down we could walk them if we could or we would walk them if we could and try like basically he's like could we time travel back in the ship to a place a time when nessus wasn't here in orbit so that we could you know like go past it and it's like it's just it's really so much interesting little trivia pieces here yeah he said we are now receiving animals like that yeah yeah one of them is like we are now receiving our own distress calls i sound a lot calmer than i feel it's like god that's like that's one of my new little favorite like interesting missions that I want to I want more on is that and that and Titan Titan's story. I'm I'm not even really worried about what's underneath Titan. I just want to learn more about Pell from uh-huh. Titan. I want to know what what's going on with them. Um, the two little oh. trivia. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Um, just to remind something on Titan. I can't remember the name of this the uh, resource there, but the resource it's. It's like arcology. Alkane. It's not arcology. Alkane. I think it's Alkin. 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 It's literally like the condensation of methane. 
oh, is what that translates okay. to. So okay. that, that one, that one's kind of a hitsy on the nose a bit. Yeah. Um, two little trivias for Nessus from the treasure maps. Uh, there is actually a, a acceptable term or a u- generally used term among the guardians for the time after the traveler was trapped. And before we, we helped to restore everyone's power. And that was when everyone was quote lightless, uh, Cade refers to that. Um, and I think there's a couple other idle dialogue quotes that talk about how people when during they were lightless, um, and then we also learned that failsafe is actually capable of preventing the Vex from converting the Exodus black. Um, I don't know that's if that's, yeah, I don't know if that's because she's, she's actually physically keeping them away from it or if she is actually capable of preventing them from converting it somehow. But there we do know. scannable where right. she prevented the servitor yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, with her, and she wrecked it. Yeah, she, but she didn't wreck it at immediately. She left yeah. it alive so it could limp away. Because the ghost is like, "Oh God, you're actually, you're actually mm-hmm. dangerous." Um, but because I, I think Exodus Black, um, one of the treasure maps actually calls out the reason why Cade hid something in where he hid it was because Failsafe had proven that like she hurt the excess black wouldn't get converted so he actually hid a treasure chest in um in her in the excess black like shell because there's more to the ship than what we see we just see really like the bridge basically um but there's more of it underground and all this and yeah failsafe has been so good at actually keeping the vex from converting excess black that he actually hid some caches inside the Exodus Black interior because he knew that the Vex wouldn't get to him. Have you hung around her at all to hear yes. her idle dialogue? It's Have you heard the line about Siva? I haven't heard it, but I, I've I've seen it brought up. It's creepy. Um, it's The files are corrupted, so you don't get any information about it. But she does mention Siva, and Siva is mentioned a few different times various scannable on a lot of the planets well yeah i mean in that i mean exodus the exodus program was i mean there was exodus blue and exodus red i mean there was Mm -hmm. there were mentions of i mean exodus i think wasn't wasn't it exodus red that was siva well they sent siva on some of the different Exodus programs. I can't remember if it was Exodus Red that had it. Because wasn't sure. Exodus Red the one that was the basically the frame driving? And it's all the nanites in the back were swarming. And he was like, there's all these creation things, but the war, the, the, well, the, whatever, the tyrant. Right, right, right. But I thought Red, I want to say that Red was like actually the ship that Rasputin sent outside of the solar system with SIVA. Mm-hmm. solely for i think it was like i didn't i didn't get the feeling that there were colonists on red like i thought it was just siva i think siva was sent with most of the colony ships so which makes sense again a, i mean mm-hmm, for what it was used for right <clears throat> excuse me yeah i mean like it makes sense that siva would be sent with i mean it was built for colonists like siva mm-hmm. was initially it, that's why it's whole thing um so yeah, I mean like I I don't know. It depends. It depends Siva It depends on where they take Siva because technically in 
the game in Destiny 1, it was made very clear that SIVA does not have consciousness, but yet at the same time, it begs the question, if SIVA was introduced into the Vex, mm-hmm. what would what would exactly happen there? You know, because Vex it's are kind of... Yeah, because well, because Vex are kind of the living metal, the Radiolorian stuff, and Siva is the microscopic nanites. You know, if you if you bound the two together, could you technically well, have a new a new form of Vex? You know, the, it's been proven that the Vex are not the radio Radiolorian. I gotta fluid. go. Yeah, I go if back and not, forth because it, they get called. It gets caught. So there's there's like there there is there is a scannable, and then the Prima guide calls the radian Lorian fluid the byproduct. There is a scannable that talks about the radian Lorian fluid being the bi, like being a bi, biological byproduct. Mm-hmm. But then there is another scan, and this the other the reason why I kind of hesitate is the other scan that I'm thinking of. It actually calls out a theory by the Cryptarchs. That the Vex are the Radiolorian fluid, and that the the chassis are just exoskeletons that they drive around. So there's like there's there's kind of a conflicting scans going on here. One of them is being called out as being a theory of the Cryptarchs, and that was I think it's on Nessus. Um, and then, but then there's another one, and I want to say it was in a lost sector that I have, and I can't find it again. But there is another one in which it kind of mentions that Radiolorians are are not necessarily the Vex. Like there's, so we still are on the fence on ex- Right. And like there's, we're so we're still kind of on the fence on like what exactly is going on. You know, there's also a scannable that talks about how the fallen drained the a Vex goblin. Oh, is there? I haven't found that mm-hmm. one yet. That one's up on a wall on a ledge. Hmm. Um, I'll have to figure out which, where it's at, but, um, one of the other things is just, there's, it talks about how there's different, the Vex are from all over the galaxy. Like there's mentions of multiple gardens in one of the scannables. Yes, I do remember. I remember that one. Uh, it mentions that Nessus, it's last time it was in our system was 127 years ago of our years. There's, I mean, there's so many different things that on Nessus that create more questions than it does answers half the time. <laughs> um, one of them that I find really interesting is there's a scannable on top of a pillar that's kind of difficult to get to where it says, if I'm reading this right, when the Vex first installed them, there were over 200 of these here. And it's like this little tiny pillar that's rotating in the air. But as the conversation process went along, they are not conversation conversion process went along. They all got absorbed. That's super interesting to me because Nessus is not a super um, transformed planet. As far as what we think of, of what a Vex planet would look like. There are parts of it that are, yeah, but it doesn't have the complete transformation that it kind of. I don't know. Advertises like Io. Io would be, I would think, more vexy than Nessus. Well, Io is more vexy as far as the well, Pyramidian. Right. That's yeah. I guess that's fair. Fair point. Yeah. But as far as like the rest of Io, it doesn't have that same feel. Feel. It's a lot more desert-like. 
than Nessus. Well, but I mean, that's also, to me, that would be more Vex because they don't, I I just, I don't see the Vex being like heavy vegetate, heavy garden. Well, I guess they are gardeners, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, like I don't, I don't see them. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we were talking about uh, breeding. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's something on, on Nessus in a very similar way. They talk about how they're trying to their own things like to self-replicate which is kind of intimidating and it where is that scannable at it's in one of the missions underneath it's in a really hard place to get to because it's underneath your normal map oh here's a scannable that's also interesting uh in this timeline in some simulation of some far distant future on some alternative version of nessus this energy beam might serve some purpose that we understand not here though (laughs) so that's scary the fact that it's here but it's not necessarily supposed to be here like parts of nessus are constantly fluctuating Right, but that kind of goes back. That goes back to the reason why Exodus Black had an issue was because right. they're like, "Wait, this isn't where it's supposed to be." Like, it causes its own time rifts. Right, but I mean, but what I'm saying is, like, it's literally like, is it phasing through different realities in a way that it's like actually displacing itself in a gravitational circuit? Like we know that it does it with certain items. Right. And that's what I mean is like, so, okay. So like what I kind of, I take from this is like those beacons, are they actually, are they beacons or are they basically waypoint holders that are designating the boundaries of an actual, uh, slipstream window? Well, one of the scannables that is over by one of the pop off points talks about how the beacon is holding the landmass up. Right. That's so what that's what I mean. And the reason the reason I'm asking is because uh FYI Dark Matter season 3 is on Netflix. Amazing show. Uh, but okay. um there's a there's a device within the show that actually allows if they don't do if they don't use it right, it allows the punching into an alternate realities. And one of the ways that um the uh one of the ways that they have to designate like one of the reasons they get punched into a another space like realm is because they didn't they didn't separate they didn't set up the boundaries correctly and so they're on a space station and basically break it in half with this with this device because the waypoint for the bubble that they were going to create didn't get set right so for me, I'm think I'm hearing like when you're talking about like Nessus and all these all these um, uh, beacons, I'm hearing mm-hmm. that's like an actual like set point that says, "Hey, no, this is the boundary for this," and then you connect it to different boundaries, and that creates the spherical 3D model that allows them to kind of fluctuate through time realities. It's and then like you a also tag point. Yeah, exactly. It, it's basically, uh, you know how you have mocap, how you have all the little tag points on the mm-hmm. actor's face? That's what it is. It's basically a, a tag point on the planet. And then because you see that, <coughs> excuse me, you see that within the entry for Exodus Black, 
when he's talking about the sixfold of time and how like the, the they they roll through time and all this mm-hmm. and it would also explain why the cosmodrome's calculations i mean the problem with the problem with the, the calculations being off is that anyone who's you know slightly familiar with with astronomy um the calculations are pretty freaking accurate like and it's it's calculations that are down to like very very specific levels so for them to be off to the degree that they have misplaced the small planetoid is i just it's highly suspect like i'm not really sure that that's like it would be a gross misunderstanding of what's going on i think mm-hmm. um whereas if you have a planetoid that is literally kind of doctor whoing itself around the galaxy you know i mean i i, I don't know Sorry. what a no, I don't know a better explanation. Yeah, yeah. Blue. That's a blue, a blue telephone box, um, and it is bigger on the inside. But because um, we can go inside and we can see it. But the uh, like, if you have something that is doing that, though, that would explain why your calculations are completely off, right? Because it's well, literally pop, scopping, hop, skipping around, and you don't, you can't, you can't calculate that. Well, that's kind of like one of the missions that you do on Nessus where Failsafe gets captured by the Vex for a little bit. I haven't done that one yet. Oh, that one's really good because she was in there for like five minutes in like the Vex mind and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's she sees it like she's been in there for a decade at least. Oh, it's it's uh, it's like the uh, the cookie from. Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which is a terrible it, episode. Makes right. me so sad. But yes. There's another connection that Nessus has is that on uh, one of the scannables, it says, I'm getting some interesting signals here. This thing is connecting to something opposite Mercury's orbit on the far side of the sun. What's out there? Hmm. So that's, an, that's another little mystery. You also get hints of Osiris. Yeah, yes you do. Someone with someone with a lot of light made an impression on the Vex. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, that's actually my favorite little adventure is the one where you hear about Osiris where Osiris uh basically waves hi to you from inside the Vex network. I I haven't I haven't run that one just yet, but so I I've heard good. a lot of people telling me about it. It's so good. It is my f- absolute favorite so far as far as adventures go. Anyway, that's, I mean, there's lots of different scannables and stuff I'm sure we're going to get off into in the future, but those are some really good g- generic ones that kind of give you an idea of what Nessus has on it. I, yeah. And I mean, and I guess, you know, I sh- probably should have said this at the start, but I mean, <clears throat> if there's a particular topic that you guys want us to dive into, you want the chat to dive into, and we don't have it on the poll, just let us know. We'll, we'll gladly yeah. add it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of opportunities to do this, but um, do you want to jump? You know, talking about the Vex and all that. Do you want to jump to IO and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, let's go to the one place that I haven't finished my scannables because these ones are really hard to find for some reason. <laughs> they, they require a lot of verticality. <laughs> Just to, okay. I use the Prima Guide. I've used... There's another website that describes them. They're not easy 
to find because everything looks the same there. <laughs> and we don't have a, a compass on our little mini map. It yeah. makes things very difficult to navigate. It's, it's surprising how difficult it actually does make it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, little rant over. Do you want to grab the... Okay. Io. Io. Io is the last place visited by the traveler. And apparently my dogs are visiting Io right now. <laughs> I was um, about to say, did you, are they... Mom, mom, we're going on a trip there t- next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually another uh, satellite. I guess it's not necessarily. It's a satellite, right? I believe so. You're, you're asking the wrong person. Jupiter. Don't quote me on that yet. Um, I'll have to yes, look it up. It's a planet. Quick. It's yeah. It's it's orbiting Jupiter. I know that. Yes, Satell- It's a satellite, aka moon. Thank you. Well, moon and satellite are interchangeable. Anyway. Io was the last place visited by the Traveler, and the site of great interest to both humanity and the timeless Vex machines. The Red Legion, too, now seek to unravel the secrets and power of this place, gouging at the surface, seeking to uncover new sources of power to aid in their quest to dominate our worlds. It is up to you to protect this place and preserve its great legacy. And then from the Prima Donna... It's a partially terraformed planetoid orbiting Jupiter. Io was abandoned by the Traveler, though Ikora Ray and the Warlock Guardians consider the area around the Echo Mesa Mountain to be sacred. Currently, this region has seen recent Cabal activity, though the Red Legion appear to be actively fleeing the world rather than savaging it. The reason may involve some concerning anomalies detected by Asher Murr. Although this area has examples of impressive Vex architecture, the telltale signs of taken activity are present throughout the place. So Asher. <laughs> Asher Asher is Green's favorite person ever. She she absolutely loves him. Asher's actually probably one of the more interesting of the vendors that we get to hang out with because he was transformed. Yeah, yeah, that is really, and he's, and he's it's still contagious. Like it's still growing. Yes, it's still uh, changing. The um, oh, what's this? The armor suit. Uh, the Jensen scribe or Jensen knight uh, entry actually is a letter from Asher to Eris talking about that and how he is still being converted. Which Asher's, this is a fairly new conversion because Asher is the person or the person of interest in the card where we see Eris last. Yes. Or Eris is sitting next to his bedside and he is the first one kind of has this conversion happening. And this conversion happens inside of the Pyramidian. It's part of that strike where you learn a little bit more about it that uh, I can't remember the name because writing down names is difficult when you're playing a strike with people who just want to run through it and it's a nightfall. But, um, what? yeah, you just tell them to that. stop. Yeah. Does, don't they listen that way? <laughs> not on a nightfall when you're timed. Oh yeah. I guess that's true. But, uh, as far as Brachian, Brachian. Thanks. Hurt. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Hurt. The Genesis mind. Which was actually a really easy nightfall this week, by the way. Anyway, 
Uh, Asher has a bunch of beef with the Vex and now has a connection directly to the Vex, which he can actually feel when there is a disturbance in the force. Don't <laughs> copyright infringe me, Star Wars, I am sorry. Um, yeah, whenever a public event starts up on IO, one of his lines talks about how he feels the difference happening. And he also mm-hmm. has neutrino scattering differential things. And I feel like I should be pushing up my glasses right now because Asher's he's a, I just love ghosts. Ghosts like, God, can you imagine running a strike with this guy? <laughs> he would just not stop talking. I'm sure. <clears throat> or he just complained the whole time. It's like, that was adequate. Oh, yeah. You have found your calling. Good job, assistant. You didn't die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the way that I would have done it, but your methods are unorthodox. But anyway, yeah, he drives me crazy. <laughs> um, <It's> like, <clears throat> and apparently he's messy. Like he's unorganized, according yeah. to Ghost, because some of the scannables, he's like, you would think somebody who is like the like utmost person on the vex would be a little bit more organized yeah he's oh. he's a classic he's a classic um intellectual like he's so focused on what he's doing that he's not paying attention to organization around him um from the treasure maps we actually learn quite a bit on the treasure maps from io <clears throat> excuse me first off kate is not friends with asher uh, which surprise. is not a big surprise, <laughs> but some of the, some of the caches on IO at least are actually loot lockers from Cade's vault in the tower. <laughs> so the promotional video where Cade is really mad that Gary has taken his stuff. That's IO. <laughs> like there is an actual nod to the fact that these are, these are parts of his vault from the tower. Um, we get a really, really cool quote from Banshee. It's the, sometimes the deeper you go, the less you'll you'll ever understand. Um, and coming from an EXO, that should make you kind of stop and think a little bit there because Banshee 44 has been all but confirmed that that number is the number of times that a EXO is wiped or is visited the deep stone crypt i don't yeah like it's basically the time that they have been reset um mm-hmm. what that exactly entails what that means we don't we don't know but it has been you know that has been pretty much confirmed there is a there is a scannable on the tower that actually confirms that the last login terminal was from banshee, banshee? 44 but he tried and failed so many logins as banshee 41, 41 that yeah. him out yeah. All those reboots might have finally gotten to them. Reboots. That's the word that I was. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah. Was what it was. Um, so we don't know. I mean, I, I will, I will also put in there that we don't know that a reboot is a visit to the deep stone crypt, whether that be digitally or physically. Um, and there is some, there is still some arguments with me at least because in destiny one, the, the numbers have been explained as being physically on the exos. Um, actually etched into their skin in some cases so i'm my challenge is if it's the number of reboots how does the number get updated um but we've there's been a lot of conversation with those but then we also learned so going back to the understanding that io is a sacred space for the warlocks um 
we learned that Albios, so anyone who remembers this name from Destiny 1, Albios was a warlock that had a, uh, a set of armor, basically, that explained the five, I think it was the five lives of Albios, in which he basically hunted down an Ahamkara on Venus. Um, Albios's memorial service was on Io. Now, the other thing is there was a, there is a grove on Io that is named in memory of Ulan Tan, who is a name that has gained in mentions, especially in Destiny 2, with the symmetry. Um, there is an entire grove named for Ulan Tan on Io. So this actually kind of brings me to an idea that possibly Io, before the whole thing with um, uh, between the whole thing before the red war is we know that the titans were buried at the wall it could be that io is kind of the burial place of warlocks um mostly because io is being called as sacred to warlocks uh we also do learn that Cade is friend was friends with albios he refers to him as al uh he has his, his like a nickname for albios uh which is just an interesting thing because albios apparently albios was a warlock who kind of skirted the the rules because he was the one that went after ahamkara which kind of makes sense that Cade would would align with him um right. now this is this is the and then the last piece is the piece that i was uh talking about when we were talking about nessus there is a a treasure map that is basically Cade explaining to you eris and I'm just going to read it because it's amazing. And it's Cade, and he says, You know Eris Morn, right? Creepy, three-eyed, old hunter, too much foundation. Doesn't matter. <laughs> she she comes... I'm sorry. I have to stop there just because... All right, so anyways. <laughs> she comes in and asks me how Io was. And I was saying... I say, wrong Vanguard. Ask Ikora. And she's like, I was hoping that cash by the bones marked your grave. And I'm like, I'm an exo. I left my bones behind a long time ago. And she goes, exactly. You get anything from that? Because like, the thing with the treasure maps, you know, if you if you read the treasure maps, you find out that Cade is the equivalent of a, of a like, hyperactive squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he stashes things everywhere <laughs> and doesn't remember where he's put anything. Like, uh-huh. if you ever, if you ever watch a squirrel bury acorns, that's where half the trees in this planet come from, I swear, because squirrels don't remember where they hide things. And so, I mean, I, I, I now see Cade as a giant, like, bushy eye, bushy tailed squirrel that's like hiding all this random stuff around. And so, like, all the treasure maps are all like, yeah, I think this was this. Uh, I wrote I wrote a note, don't look down, is one of his... Cade really likes hiding things in places that you have to jump. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, yeah, Eris, Eris is three-eyed, creepy, creepy, creepy old hunter with too much foundation. Which actually terrifies me a little bit, because if she's wearing a lot of foundation, what is she covering up? <laughs> I think it's just Cade being Cade. I but do. but, but I, I just love a terrifying thought. <laughs> I love that that one little piece there. <laughs> Old hunter, too much foundation. Yeah. Oh. So, but yeah. So, I mean, what I what I kind of called out there is that that is kind of a nod that exos are are com- nearly completely mechanical. Almost, there is really no. Um, organic organic material in an exo at least that's kind of to me that's how i read that you know i don't 
or if there is organic material, it is not their own. So, which is a little weird, also to think. Oh well, yeah, yeah, no that that's 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 a whole different level of oddness. But uh, I don't think we mentioned that Io is the last place that the traveler touched before the collapse. Oh god, this is a huge. This is a huge debate. Um, that's one of the lines that Ikora says when you do the mission with her, which I think is, is it, it's not hope. What is that one called? Uh, all I remember from her is like road rage or something, which was hilarious. Yeah. There's, there's a mission. Uh, Isn't there, isn't that one of hers? Like fury, no fury. Yeah. Road rage. That's an adventure. That's an adventure. Road rage is the adventure. Uh, sacrilege and fury are the campaign missions on IO. Okay, so she mentions that it's the last place that the Traveler touched. What's interesting is that it touches down in that little thing that she looks out at, and I want to know what that is. Like, if I had a chance to go out there, I would, (laughs) to explore that little circle, Stonehenge-like area landing Mm -hmm. pad, because it's a nice little landing pad for the Traveler. Um, It's a nice little landing pad. It is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. But uh, Io is also still full of the Traveler's energy. Yes. Uh, a lot of... really cool. That's what uh, every time you walk by a pipe in Io and all the... <coughs> excuse me. All the, the blue liquid that is all the energy that the Cabal are trying to pump out, if I remember. Is that, isn't that Io? Or that Nessus? A- I, get, I get those two mixed up. So No, that is Io. There's a mission on IO where the Taken show up because Taken are actually a really big enemy uh, class that shows up on IO mm-hmm. that there's a wells, like a spring appears essentially of light and it shoots out orbs of light throughout this ending of this mission. And you run around collecting that. And it's basically another chance to just do super fest to get rid of all the Taken and you also get shot up into the air when you go into the <laughs> well of light, and it's kind of a pain in the butt because you can easily die. Anyway, but <laughs> green green does not like verticality, is what I'm taking. I, you know. <laughs> this is why I don't play warlock. <laughs> I do okay. I have I have a warlock. It has finished the first mission. <laughs> I have made it to the farm. <laughs> I applaud your hard work on that one. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see. So the trivia from IO is really the Jensen scribes. Uh, like what exactly is going on with them? Because Asher is a Jensen scribe, but he's not the so like it's it's an actual collection um and there's there's a there's a i i'm i'm excited that we're getting a little bit more information on them from destiny 2 even though it's not a lot more mm-hmm. um but we do know from destiny 1 that the jensen scribes are connected <clears throat> to the vex uh, obviously uh and then with asher's transformation you know it's we learned that the transformation is not was not voluntary, which is a clarification for us. Uh, that was a very important clarification because we almost there was a lot of theories that it was a voluntary thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out that no, that's not the case. Um, the resource on IO, I think this is the, is this the phase glass? Is that IO? Yes. Which yes. is, which is, it's interesting as well. Um, and then the vendor, we talked about the vendor. Let's see. Oh man. Um, IO is the location of the Pyramidian. Yep. That's right. Is a really interesting one that I would like to go into more depth of at some point because the history background of what Pyramidian is, is kind Mm -hmm. of fun. Um, the shaders are echoes and flowers. I just realized that we hadn't talked about the shaders yet. For the um, other ones. For the other ones. Uh, Nessus shaders were Mirage and Pursuit. And then Titans are uh, Pacific, uh, Sink and Rush. Um, Titans are like blue-gray. Uh, Nessus is kind of, if I remember right, Nessus is the... Uh, I don't remember Nessus shaders, actually, to be honest. What was it called again? <clears throat> the Mirage and Pursuit. I'm seeing if I have. Uh, they're like, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's, uh, so it's like digital. It's a digital camo. Um, and it's a, a kind of a, a sandstone-esque color with gray and off-white is the Mirage. Um Nessus is very similar. It's yeah, more it's, of a digit pattern as far as the camo goes. Yeah, the pursuit. It's a darker red. It yeah. looks like. Um, so yeah, darker red, but it's that digital camo. Um, digital camo for those who are not familiar with that is a. It, so camouflage is like the flat the the plant life pattern. Digital camo is basically blocks. Um, Looks a and lot the, like the Vex. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, and you get a lot of it like with like the Hake camo um, and some of those other ones. Uh, the no, That was Nessus. Um, Io is... I want to say Io is... Uh, i trying to remember the color for the... Fl- Echoes. Okay, Io is yellow and then brown-ish. It's more like a desert, which makes sense. It's like a sand color um is that's that's the echoes and i don't know i actually don't know if i have seen flowers i have it is it Uh, is it another yellowish it's got kind of a greenish yellow and teal blue the blue is, is yeah yeah it's a green yeah, it's uh like a uh, like a a light teal and then a, mm-hmm. a kind of a a like a dirty yellow. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was like I don't know what you would really call it, but yeah, it's like a dirty gold yellow and then <clears throat> a lot of browns. A lot of browns on IO, which again kind of makes sense. Um and then yeah, I think so that's that's the shader situation um for those and that that way I don't get in trouble for Mel for not bringing it up, but I also don't get in trouble for going into like a huge detail conversation without her being here to correct mm-hmm. me. Um, let's see. Jensen Knight set is the IO armor set. 
Um, again, kind of tying back into the the Asher connection there. Um, so yeah, I think I mean, that's really all I got for like an intro to the worlds. Uh, everything. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on for all the information right. that we have. Do you want to give like a quick shout out to some of the other areas that have appeared that we know about? Yeah. Do you, yeah. You can, the other regions that are yeah. technically there, but, but aren't technically like worlds accessible. Yeah. And I, I'm going to let you do that. Cause that's, that's, I haven't, I haven't unlocked all of them yet. Uh, one of them is the Leviathan, obviously, mm-hmm. that Callus rides gloriously, and it's you can actually explore that without a fire team. Beware if you go into an area kind of in the back, you accidentally kick off the raid and get murderized pretty quick. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. I was jumping around and I found the area with the like the holograms of the dog and all the different things that you have to call out because there's a lot of different symbology that happens during that raid. And I touched it. And much like, it. much like uh, Aladdin and Abu, what was the name? Abu that touches the, <laughs> the, the giant, ruby. the giant Ruby, <laughs> just a swarm. I didn't even hear him cause I didn't have my headphones. I just get swarmed. <laughs> By cabal dressed in gold and dogs, and it was in like loincloth types. I don't know, it was kind of awkward. I said hi, they murdered me. It was fun. I don't think I'll be going back to London for a while. Don't do it again, don't do it again. And then the other area that I actually haven't been to, but I'd like to actually give it a shot to go back to is where we get the emissary at the nine. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is technically on IO or not on IO. I don't think it's technically on mercury. I think it's its own thing. Isn't it? Is that the gauntlet? I don't do That's PVP. The, so I am not, okay, even so like, I'm not even going to pretend. The, so trials of the nine, you used to go to mercury. Right, 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 right. The lighthouse. But I think doesn't that isn't that the one that unlocks? uh, You unlock it with only one win. But then if you go flawless, you get like the star pony connection. Kind of, yeah. It's the it's actually really creepy. The horse. I want to know what the horse means. I I Um, I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's the whatever sparkle pony or whatever the the shader was. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's that's a throwback. But. It's like a tower, a, it's a spire. Terrible, it's a terrible shader. That's the only reason I remember it. I liked that shader. Okay, it, it's just like the jester. I mean, it's it's a shader that has its time and place. Mm, it, it yeah, <laughs> it has its own time and place. But this one's really weird, and the emissary is kind of creepy. Don't know exactly who she is. Besides she's that, she's another emissary of the nine, like Zer, except for she does not have tentacle face, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and you know, we'll take we'll take the win for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if each amount of wins that you get kind of unlocks, like if a certain amount unlocks the next level of the spire, so you can go up there and get 
more rewards for the more oh, wins that you have. Okay, okay. And then once you get to flawless, you unlock kind of a well where you jump down a hole and it it's like space thing and you end up at the bottom of it and you turn around and giant emissary staring at you and talking <laughs> at you. <laughs> and then you turn around again and you see a giant celestial horse and it's like I don't have any illegal substances to help with this experience. I don't know what's going on. I'd like to know more. That's, yeah. I'd like to know more. (laughs) I didn't take anything. I'm so confused. (laughs) All the trippy things that we play. That is the trippiest. <laughs> and then there is technically the last city, um, the tower, which is not the tower, which we've we've mentioned. Uh, other than that, um, I'm trying to think. Other than the EDZ, there are a couple other areas. There's obviously the farm, which is kind of right outside the EDZ slash right inside the EDZ. Um, and then the last city, which we are... If you're in stream right now, that's what we're we're messing around with inside of right now. Um, I'm trying and to think. The shard is its own. The location. shard, yep. The shard is its own location inside the EDZ that's only unlocked in the subclass quest, which we will definitely be talking about um, next week. Um, let's see. I think that's. Those are the only big other areas, right? The only other regions. Those are the big primary ones that we deal with in the opening stuff. I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot else for a while, maybe until we get our next DLC, but those are the big ones that you interact with. Um, We do get to fight as far as PVP. We do get to fight in the Leviathan. We get to fight in various places on most of the planets, I believe. I'm trying to think of some of the ones. There's the castle, the fortress one, which is kind of fun. And you get to fight. There's the Cabal launchers on one of them. Can't remember if that's on Nessus or if that's on IO. But PvP stuff, there. I, there's really not a whole lot of lore thrown in PvP. I don't have any scannables in there. Yeah, at least not yet, I think. Right. I'm hoping that once we get... Custom, or if we get custom games again, we'll get uh, like we got with the uh, the ghost fragments. Oh, yeah. yep, hurts right. There is the Almighty technically. Oh, which is, the I, Almighty. I, that I was fun. I liked it. I know not everybody liked that mission. Eh. Eh. I mean, it, I was, it wasn't bad. I, I wish. I wish it was like. I don't know. I wish we could have explored it a little bit more on it actually, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't I mean like I didn't really mind it too much. I enjoyed the fact that they they uh I just wish they would have made a sunscreen joke, quite frankly. Um <laughs> there was a missed opportunity there, guys. <laughs> really really missed opportunity. But I love the fact that you actually get damaged because you go out in the solar rays and Quite frankly, if we were that close to the sun anyway, you would probably be crisp. You would be dehydrated very quickly. But, you know, as far as the machine goes itself, 
I'm sure we'll go into our yeah. thoughts on the Almighty and stuff if we talk about the campaign at all. Yeah, well, and I can also see I can also see us doing uh especially if like chat's saying right now, if it comes back, like the Almighty comes back, uh like as a playable area later on, we probably will definitely do something talking about that. Or if we do when we do like an update <clears throat> when we do an update on the cabal or something like that i think that's going to be a pretty obviously a pretty big piece of that particular story mm-hmm. update mm-hmm. the cabal and all the traders and all the fun stuff with that okay yeah i d- i don't think there's anywhere else i mean the almighty was the last place in the campaign that we went to before he turned into a version of Fern Gully, the smog giant is all I see whenever I see Gull explode into the light avatar. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yes, that's exactly right. That's so accurate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Well, I know we do have a couple dispatches real quick. Um, if you want to do those. Uh, they're not, they're not like a hundred percent, um, on top, on topic for this one, but they, they both have really good questions. So I really wanted to include them if we could, are you good for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Dispatches from the wilds. All right, so the first one is actually from Chargoon, and Chargoon sent in and said, Hello all, Chargoon again. Are you liking the new Grimoire tabs? The Mita one cracked me up, both by supporting a headcanon that Shax was the one messing with our guns, and for giving Zavala attitude. Have a great weekend. Um, yes, I am really enjoying the the lore entries is what i think we're gonna I, i've kind of come to start calling them um i like i like how they uh if you're if you've been paying attention to your items they're not only on exotics they are mm-hmm. on some legendaries so you know before you start just like sharding things you know jump into the jump into the detail screen and actually see if it's there uh I don't I don't know if we have any rhyme or reason on what why some of them have it and some of them don't. But um I've been I've been enjoying them. Green what what are your thoughts on them? I actually okay, so my I'm enjoying the stories. I really love the entries cuz a lot of them are quite hilarious. Like the Durang one is quite funny. It that one's easy to pull up. <laughs> your message the, GD does not mm-hmm. sent. <laughs> but uh Oh gosh, PG. Got to remember it's PG. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> but the thing that my biggest worry about the lore tab or the lore entries like this is kind of what you alluded to just there: the fact that we have some legendaries and the exotics obviously have a lore tab, but some of the legendaries do too. And unless you go into details, you don't know which they, which ones they are. I wish there was some sort of marker on just the hover screen. So if you were to hover over the item, just your little tiny one to say, Hey, this one has it like they all have flavored text, but if this one had like a tiny little 
icon up in the right corner or even down at the bottom that said this one has lore like a little yeah like on yeah i can see that being that would be helpful because i am one of those people who don't look at the details on most guns because i am not good about picking guns that have good stats because i don't care i just find something i like and then i use it yep so i don't ever get into details I guess that's a fair point. If you're not looking at the perks itself, then Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Okay. So that is that one. And then we have a fun one. I I was hoping Justin was going to be on because this was, this one's actually kind of something that is uh, near and dear to his heart. Uh, It's from flavorful jam PG three. And he sent in, he says, Hey FFC, I have a very straightforward, but very complex question. Whatever happened to the Rainbow Death Squad's machine? And what about this machines that Lakshmi 2 and two other civilians are sitting in? Could those be some version of the machine? Oh, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Flavorful Jam PG3. Um, so, the, the, to, to clarify real quick, the machines that he is talking about are in the new tower. If you go, if you go into the F, the Future War Cults, um, I don't even know what to call this thing. Uh, gaming studio, I guess. It is the. It it's is like a, a north. Nice, it's touristic it's a, lounge. Yeah, I always I view it as like the the uh, the the Eastern gaming shops where the, you go in and it's like all the computers lined up against the wall. And, um, the lady that's that. sitting in the smoke and mirrors up here, creepily looking at everyone. Um, that's where he's, that's what he's talking about. I, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I don't think these machines now, I don't know about Lakshmi's, but the machines that the civilians are sitting in, I don't see those being parts of the machine, uh, that we see in, the uh, future war cults journals, uh, mostly because these people seem rather at peace with themselves. Mm-hmm. There's no seizures. There's no screaming. Um, I don't think that would do well for their their image to have people, you know, frothing at the mouth and spasming <laughs> out um, in their their high high end egg chair Google seats. Um, so I don't I don't see these as being aspects of the machine. Now Lakshmi's might be tied into the machine. She just did a really creepy head roll in stream. Um, oh gosh, now she's talking to me. I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> uh, but like Lakshmi's, I could see hers being tied into the uh, the machine as far as like updates and like information. Um, we do have, this is something that I was talking to a couple of the team over on Ishtar uh, about, but we do have a, a, a lore, I don't think it's an entry, but it's a, it's a flavor text somewhere that hints that, I don't really want to, uh, there is a hint that a, a character from Destiny 1 dies that they see in the machine and there is an attempt to hide it from Lakshmi. Um, so there's, there's, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's sad. It's very sad because, but anyways, um, but so there's a, there's a nod to the fact that Lakshmi night might not be 
as 100% aware of all the other things as everyone kind of thinks she is. But that kind of also points to the fact, in my mind, that that that, that computer that she's sitting at is maybe a, um, a, a concatenation device for all the information that is being collected through the fu- uh, future Warcult's machine, um, which in which case the lore little snippet that I'm talking about would make sense because they're actually trying to redact files from being sent to Lakshmi, or we're, we're assuming that that's Lakshmi that they're talking about, but they're basically trying to hide the files and not record them. Um, and so if she is sitting in a basically like a, a concatenation machine or a collection point for it uh, and reviewing the data, that would make a lot of sense. So I don't think that um, I don't think that the machines are necessarily the machine, um, but I think that there is a possibility that Lakshmi's interface that you see might got um, might have a, a remote connection, if you would to at least the data output from from the machine. Um, as far as what happened to it, I honestly, I don't think the machine was in the tower to begin with. Um, no, I don't think so either. So I don't, I don't really feel like there's, there was any threat, if you would, of it getting destroyed with the Red War um, or with the, the invasion that we saw. Um, the machine was originally found in india wasn't it uh like yeah area? it was it was in that area i think if i remember i i'm honestly i'm i think that's correct um but like i mean and we know that they moved i'm pretty sure they moved it i think i remember reading something about them like putting it putting it back together um mm-hmm. well, so like where the scions do something similar right 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 um but yeah so i don't i think the machine's still i think the machine's still fine and they're still using it um because we have we have new records so either we're we're getting access to uh more historical records or they're they're actually you know they're they're actually still using it which is what i would i would imagine um is going on but I, Green, I don't know. Do you? What are your? Sorry, I, I've actually like that is something that I've actually thought about, which is why I mm-hmm. wanted to include that dispatch because I know um, we we I just had that conversation, uh, and so when I saw this one, I was like, oh, this is this would be a fun thing. I but what are, what are your thoughts? I can't imagine that future work with foreseeing the Red Legion war. Oh God, yeah. Um, didn't remove imagine. one of their most important <laughs> assets. Exactly. I can't imagine them just leaving it there. I have a feeling somewhere else quite safe as far as the future television has. But as, I don't know. The the I'm interested in the machine, but I'm also interested in kind of the OXA machine, the OXA machine as mm-hmm. well. Because that's something we get mention of in the, the was it the legendary where you get the cabal letters from Callus? Yeah, 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 yeah. The similarly, and so I'm interested in knowing if the Scions one and the Future War Cult one kind of have well, because yeah, because then you also have uh, the Fulminator from mm-hmm. which is I want I want to know what. 
what is going on with her. She, she is like, that is a really cool concept. Um, I think that's a really interesting concept. The entire thing of a, a being of pure arc and how it's like, <clears throat> the, uh, they describe her thoughts of Stormcallers as being like lesser forms of herself, basically. I was mm-hmm. like, that's an that's an interesting kind of thing. Um, that sounds like next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a good point, actually. Um, so yeah, those are those are the two dispatches. Uh, again, thank you guys for sending those in. We really appreciate you know you guys sending in questions. You can send in the dispatches uh, via email like like Chargoon and Flavorful did, or you can send them to me over on Discord in a private message, or you can send, you know, what, however you want to send them, you know, just get them to me and I'll, I will make sure that we, we try to read as many of them, them as we can. You. Can they send them to you on Twitter through yes. a DM? Yes, Twitter, Discord, uh, whatever, whatever you're most comfortable, Carrier Pigeon. Um, please don't those are messy I don't I don't know how you would train the carrier pigeon to find me but if you can I will actually give you super <laughs> kudos for that um, uh, yeah. it also might be a little yeah. creepy but you know whatever um, but yeah yeah no definitely get get those over to us because we really we really like hearing your guys' thoughts and opinions and stuff but um, <clears throat> yeah so final final comments and shout outs uh green you wanna you wanna lead lead the charge on this one sure uh, my shout outs are going to go to the gunter group the group of guys and gals that are collecting all that information and rhino for being so stinking awesome and organizing everything because wow. Like I want to curse <laughs> at all the information gathering. It's it's that intense. Everybody's getting on board with gathering information. I'm trying to gather stuff, and they're doing a great job pulling it together and helping out Ishtar and just making sure we have something to pull from for this show and for other lore people who want it. Um, my shout out goes to them definitely, and. The book club for October, I have a challenge because since everybody's life is kind of hectic right now, it seems, even in chat, like a lot of our normal chatters are having some stressful things going on right now. My yeah, this been, month this month has been like bad. It's It's been, whoa, like hurricanes and all that stuff. My uh, challenge is actually, it's a challenge for October and I want you to take october to write an entry for the book tab or book chat about your favorite period whether it is a single book out of a series or a series of its and i want you to basically write an ad to try to convince people to read it and it can't be like have a conversation about it i want you to write a concise ad role like if you were reading an ad to convince somebody to read your book and why it's so good. That's my challenge to you guys, because I want to hear what you guys like to read. I've been putting a lot of things that I like to read and I like to do some of the summaries that way, but I want to hear why these are your favorite books. So we can a kind of start the conversation about those books and B get more books for the Lord whole. <laughs> anyway, that's my challenge yeah, for next. No, I like that one. I like that one. Um, 
mine are pretty straightforward. Uh, big, big uh, thanks again to those who sent in dispatches. And then also, you know, be sure if you guys if you guys want, what you also can do is on Twitter. I forgot to mention this. Uh, use the hashtag AskFFC uh, mm-hmm. or or email us, Discord, however you want. The topic for next week is going to be the evolution of light. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the changes that we've seen in the game so far and all that. Um, and then a big shout out and a big thank you to, and I'm going to butcher your username, just a warning, uh, Lukulele uh, for the subscription over on Twitch. We really appreciate the support. Um, and, but yeah, so that is all I got for tonight. If you guys want to stick around for a little bit, we'll probably have a little bit of an after show. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for a live streaming of the episode each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash chat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on the new and improved www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast. And please, please, please let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Also, make sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.